0: Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. So today's episode is a very, very exciting one for me. I got to sit down with NFL draft prospect Richard Jurgen, and his story is absolutely phenomenal. Jurgen was destined to fulfill the line of great defensive linemen and edge rushers at Clemson when a tragic accident in Greenville, South Carolina left him in fear he would never walk again. Well, Jurgen rallied back. He ended up transferring to Boston College after getting healthy and playing at Boston College this past year after Jim Adazio thoroughly recruited him and put pedal to the medal to get him in BC. He ended up having a very successful year and he's now heading to the NFL draft. He's prepping for his Boston College Pro Day and his Clemson Pro Day, and I got a chance to sit down with him in preparation for both pro days, and we got to talk about his story and its inspirational factor and talk about what's next in his football career. It was an absolutely phenomenal conversation. So today's guest is the incredible Richard Yergin, and that episode will air right after a word from our presenting sponsor, Anchor. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's guest is not only an inspiration, but an absolute beast on the football field. He started at Clemson University, finished his career at Boston College. He is a defensive lineman, and he is an absolute monster. Overcame adversity, and now getting ready for the next step in his NFL or in his football career, which could be the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Richard Jurgen. Richard, how is it going? Uh, man, it's going great, man. Uh, so, getting
1: di- di- diverse in, in life, uh, you know, training for the NFL, and being a dad.
0: Now, going back to the start of your football career, what was your high school career like? You you were a very highly touted prospect out of high school, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you
1: know, out of high school, you know, I was a bunch of potential. And uh, obviously, Clemson um, saw that potential in me and wanted to do something with it. And I said, okay, hey, I'll sign here and I'll come and I'll uh, give all I got on the field. And uh, hopefully that will lead. To a pro career, um, and so you know things don't always happen the way we plan them exactly. Uh, I, uh, you know, obviously played at, at Clemson, and you know had had a had a good career during the time that I, I played there. However, uh, you know injury derailed that, and you know that's put me where I'm at today.
0: So getting into a big part of your story was the injury. It happened in June of 2017 and kind of reshaped your career. Um, How has the past, a few years since that been, and can you kind of detail it to the audience um, as much as you feel comfortable with your accident? Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: initially it's always a shock. Um, It's something that I had to wrap my mind around and understand that, you know, things happen for a reason and that, uh, my faith was going to have to play a huge part in me being able to overcome this obstacle because there was going to be a lot of days where I can't see myself getting better, but I would maybe feel myself getting better or I feel it's all moving in the right direction because time heals all wounds. So it was a very, uh, very, um, tough process mentally, more so than it was physically for me. Mm -hmm. However, um, physically it became a challenge as I, you know, had a, you know, setback with uh, having to have surgery after competing in ball camp in 2018 and uh, having to shut it down and potentially consider retiring if, you know, then the surgery didn't bring me the result that I was hoping that it brought, which it obviously did bring which allowed me the opportunity to come back and play football at a high level. So, all in all, you know, everything happens for a reason. Everything comes full circle if you have trust and believe. And, you know, like I said, again, in the beginning, faith was what I leaned on heavily throughout this entire process, not saying it wasn't some some moments of doubt or fear. Uh, However, I couldn't let that steer my path because then that would have only – um, derailed my path more and more so i just really had to believe and have faith in myself and know that um at the end of the day i am you know i'm human and this is a part of of growth and, and development
0: so for those that don't know richard's injuries were um very serious and you correct if me if i'm wrong you had a chance to maybe never even walk again and then you ended up returning not only being able to walk and then being able to do go back to the thing you love. and what kind of I, obviously that's an absolutely trying process. and what kind of lesson did that teach you maybe about overcoming adversity? Uh, you know I was born in adversity, so
1: you know at the end of the day, um, it wasn't just that that taught me how to overcome adversity it was you know, growing up in a household where, you know, I had experienced uh, real life trauma early on. You know, I I didn't I didn't grow up uh, with a silver spoon by any means. Um, you know, I lost my grandmother in the third grade, and you know, from there life kind of uh, kind of came at me fast. And thank, thankfully, with with sports, sports kind of taught me at a young age to kind of overcome obstacles and continue to push forward, Um, you know, from the time being a kid, um, starting out playing little league football and street ball with my friends and, you know, just learning the difference between what it takes to succeed at that level and then going to the next level where obviously there's a tremendous drop-off, you know, from the time you play football when you're little um, to, to high school and the, and the drop-off is the commitment and the discipline towards not letting other things um, supersede your priorities in terms of the work you have to put in to make it to the next level and then from there the numbers get even smaller as you move on to college so you know for me um, just growing up in a family where you know none of us had a super school we had to overcome adversities and for me Having to stay focused and committed to football and not letting anything distract me or sway me from that, um, really confirmed that football was something that meant a lot to me. And it, it gave me the platform that I have today to be able to, uh, to do the things that I love to do. So, you know, I, I really, I really think that I was prepared for that adversity. Uh, to say that I wasn't, I, I wouldn't be telling the full truth because. You know, I I had been tested long before that. I just didn't know it, Mm -hmm. you know, until until hit with, you know, this, this, this adversity that I had to overcome.
0: Now, you did start your first few years at Clemson. What was that experience like as the time you were at Clemson from the start was 2015 and beyond, and you were experiencing a time where Clemson was growing into a national power in the football world. What was that experience like, and what kind of did you take from that?
1: Man, it was uh, was very, very, very uh, fun. I got to say, like, looking back on it, I wish I enjoyed it more. Um, You know, a lot of people didn't know where Clemson was, but now I bet you everybody does. And, you know, the reason being is because Clemson plays a different brand of football than a lot of other people do. And it has nothing to do with what takes place on the field as much as it does off the field. Um, You know, I I really believe that that program is blessed, and, you know, Coach Dabo Sweeney and and the staff around him and and the players that are coming into that program uh, definitely have helped shape the culture and turn it into one that is a very um, therapeutic environment where guys feel at home and at peace. At Clemson, you know, even if football doesn't necessarily work out, you still feel a part of the family because... And, you know, there's so many different outlets to uh, immerse yourself in, you know, with off-the-field opportunities as well as, obviously, on-the-field opportunities to make it to the NFL. So it's just, I mean, it's something I can't really explain. It's, it's something you have to experience.
0: Now, you and Coach Sweeney, after everything had happened as well with your accident and everything, he did stay in touch with you, correct? Oh,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean... That's that's what I mean. Like it's something I can't really put into words and explain um, to the T. But uh, it, it's a special um, connection that you have when you are, you know, considered a Clemson um, a Clemson Tiger.
0: Now, after you, when after how soon after your accident did you know that you were going to be able to play football again?
1: To be honest with you, it was so great. Uh, so many gray areas. Uh, it just, I just kind of went with the day. Um, I, I mean, honestly, one day it, you weren't. I wasn't sure. The next day, it looked like it might come back. It was kind of like chasing a ghost for a little while. Um, and so, it's just kind of like I said, I had to believe and and just continue to work towards something, even if it never came. So. I mean, every day I just put my focus on what it needed to be on, which was, you know, school first, and you know, just football second. Really, that's all I could really do. That's that's kind of how I got my masters and stayed focused, and you know, did the things that I I knew would set me up beyond beyond just football.
0: Now you did get a part to be a, or you did get a to be a part of a national championship winning team in twenty sixteen. What was that experience like in being able to say that you, Richard Jurgen, are a national champion football player? Uh like I said, it's
1: something that you can't really put into words because mm-hmm. again, not not a lot of people get the experience that and, you know, looking back on it having an experience being a two time national champ. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely something special. It's a unique connection that you have with a band of guys and, and women, mm-hmm. you know, support staff um, you know, for 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 eternity, for a lifetime. So I, I look back on it and it's uh, it was a joyous occasion.
0: Now, in the season in between um, heading from Clemson to Boston College, you did take up a sort of coaching role on the staff unofficially, correct? Correct. What kind of Things did that teach you, kind of seeing football, like how did that translate to Boston College this year, seeing football from a different perspective where you weren't the one on the field, but you got to kind of sit back and look and say, okay, this is what you should have done there and kind of read that into your mind and let that sink in for further reference in the future.
1: It definitely added to the mental side of my game, um, you know, because a lot of times we aren't able to take those mental reps Um, because a lot of times you're out there playing, and you know mental reps are hard to come by. But when all you have is a mental rep, is everything to you. And so, for me, you know, developing an IQ for the game and sharpening my mind, you know, as it related to how to analyze and process the game the right way, it definitely helped me. And um, I'm thankful for the opportunity that I did have to do what i was able to
0: do during that time now after you had realized you know the best opportunity for playing time was maybe elsewhere you went into the transfer portal and immediately boston college was a suitor why was that and what did um coach adazio there kind of see in you that um, made you immediately their target
1: uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. I think that there was a need for a guy that had experience and that could come in and play right away. Mm-hmm. And I think I fit that, um, that basic criteria. However, uh, once he realized that he was getting a guy that, you know, was going to be a team first guy and, you know, understood the concept of what it took to win and, you know, all those other intangibles that you can't physically see, I think he realized that it was a, very very
0: um you know it was a very a very good thing now this season um for those listening Jurgen you made a return or er, and you had fourteen tackles, six and a half loss or six and a half four loss, a sack, and that is an absolute imp- phenomenal stat line for everything you had to go through and then coming back and putting up numbers that were absolutely phenomenal. So much credit to you. How do you feel that that sets you up for the next level? Um, Your production matches up with what you could do in the NFL. I think it matches up well. Um, For me, I'm very serious about
1: my opportunity that I have in front of me to play at the next level. Uh, this season, I wasn't physically as prepared as I would have liked to have been because I wasn't quite sure uh, whether or not I would get this opportunity. So what I did was purely off of uh, you know my athletic ability, along with having you know been been into the game mentally and been in tune, and you know playing in a different scheme and, and, and you know for a different team and things of that nature to overcome those obstacles and, and not make them um, more than what they actually were. You know, was it was was a sort of a challenge at first, but obviously ended up not being a challenge. So for me, I look forward as I continue to prepare for my opportunity to get to the NFL to embrace um, putting myself in a physical position where I'm able to compete and um, push myself outside of my comfort zone, and also grow mentally um,
0: into what it you know what it takes to be a professional. Now, you've seen a lot of, especially when you're at Clemson and even at Boston College as well, though, just in the year you are there, you've seen a lot of NFL um, talent come through, and including some of the great edge rushers and defensive linemen that have played at Clemson in your time when you were there. What has that taught yeah, sure. you to help prepare you for the next level?
1: Uh, it just made me hungry, man. Um, honestly, you know, um, seeing those guys put on the helmet, go out there and compete. Uh, And and having been alongside them uh, for so long, it's just kind of a contagious um, itch to kind of want to be successful and want to compete, like it's just, it's looming in the head. And so for me, um, you know, having experienced that up close and, you know, obviously having had some of my own success, you just have that itch to be great and um, to just be better than you were yesterday. And so... For me, that 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 mindset never died. The, the competitive spirit never left, and you know that's why I couldn't I couldn't just step away from the game completely. I had to be involved somehow.
0: Now, from whatever showcases you've done, your career at Boston College and then Clemson, what is the NFL interest levels you've received leading up to the draft this year?
1: You know, there's a whole lot of gray area with that too. Being that my situation is a little bit different than most crowd mm-hmm. prospects that are you know in the draft right now. However, I believe that, you know, over the course of the next month or two, um, it'll become more clearer. But right now, I'm just pretty much walking out on faith and just working my tail off and, you know, just putting myself in the best position to be prepared for showcasing my talent coming up soon.
0: Now, you have a pro day coming up. When is your pro day?
1: So, I am have a unique situation. Uh, I'm doing Equipment's pro day on March the 12th and uh, I'm doing Boston College's Pro Day on March the 18th, and I look to do some really um, eye-popping things that will definitely push my draft
0: status up. That's really cool. So you're going to be able to participate in both Pro Days and have more of an opportunity for the scouts to see you? That's correct. That's awesome. So what is the training to this point right now to get to those Pro Days and kind of get ready for all that?
1: Um, it's a lot of detail-oriented training based around, um, you know, drills and tests that will be, um, you know, presented in front of me um, on those days. So, you know, it's a a lot of hours, but, uh, you know, what else is there to do right now? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just all about ball. and just loving ball. So, you know, it's a process to get back to playing ball. You have to go through it. It's called, you know, the combine pro day thing. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's, it's a good time to really just challenge yourself, be a better athlete, and to showcase how much of an athlete you can be. And then you get back to playing football. So I'm excited about, you know, the transition that was that was in place to, you know, become a better athlete following the season and getting ready for this pro day phase, and then, you know, leading up to the draft and, you know, all of those things. you work on becoming a, a better overall football player for the Chiefs to showcase your football coming uh, when that time comes.
0: Have you gotten somewhat of a feel of where you could end up getting selected in the draft?
1: Um, I mean, it varies. You know, I, I'm not going to particularly say mm-hmm. I know specifically, but, you know, I, I've, I've I've been told that there's a possibility, depending upon, you know, how I perform at pro days, that, you know, late rounds, uh, you know, to priority free agent, but... You know, my main concern right now, focus is just on putting in work.
0: So, as you get ready for this, what kind of advice have some of former teammates or um, current teammates given you for this process?
1: Uh, Take everything in stride. You know, this process can be monotonous because, like I said, you're not really doing a whole lot of football right now. And so, a lot of what you're doing is, you know, stuff that, you're you being asked to do in order to showcase that you have the ability to play in the NFL, but to show that you have the skill level and the comprehension level up top, you still got to be able to play football. So that's going to come at some point, you know. But you just you just got to follow the steps and and not get um not not grow weary. Um, you know, for a due time, you, you know, you reap a harvest so just just kind of keeping that mindset in place and knowing that, you know, all the work you put in, you, you hope to cash it out, so.
0: Now, off the field, who drives you to be better and get better? Uh, you
1: know, my family, specifically speaking, my one-year-old son and and my fiance I have uh you know, a to defeat and people to support. So, you know, for me everything centers around me not settling or me not um, not pursuing what I love and, and and you know, in in honor of them and hoping to inspire others to pursue what they're passionate about and what they love no matter the odds that are stacked up against you or, you know, the naysayers and the doubters, because it's always going to be there. But, you know, I believe that my story is still being written and uh, the best is yet to come.
0: Now, you seem very driven and dedicated, and I'm by far excited to see what you do at the next level. If, in some scenario, you the NFL is out of the question for whatever reason. <laughs> would you consider, and I've begun asking that to the draft prospects this year, with the emergence of the XFL and, you know, the CFL there as well, for alternative places to get experience and kind of put your name out there, would you consider playing in one of the other professional leagues in order to get your name out there to the NFL if you don't immediately make it this year? Uh, that's something that
1: I'm have to sit down and talk with my family mm-hmm. and... Um... And business partners of mine because, you know, at the end of the day, as you step foot into the professional realm, you know, you got to make sure that opportunities align and they kind of push you somewhere. So, to be honest with you, um, my passion for the game will never die. However, the opportunity, you know, has has to be optimal in order Mm -hmm. for me to pursue it. So, if if it's a good opportunity, then of course. But if it's, if it's not the right opportunity, then I'm not sure what I would do in that situation right now, hmm.
0: today. On the field, who has had the biggest impact on your development as a player?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Um, honestly, uh, I'd have to say uh, my older brother, because he's the one who took the time out when you know not a lot of people knew who I was or even cared to know who I was. Um, you know, years ago when I was a, a young buck in high school, and he pretty much paved the way for me, um, to, you know, work hard, be disciplined, do the extra stuff that other people don't want to do. And that's what kind of led me to college. And, um, you know, not a lot of people, um, have a, have a big brother like I have. Um, and, and to me, I, I cherish, you know, all that he sacrificed and did for me make sure that I understood the importance of how how precious it is to play this game.
0: Now, I want to play a little game here that I've played with a couple other draft prospects last year and this year. So pretty much what it is, is um, on a scale of one being the worst, five being the best... I want you to rank I'm gonna say a talent of yours or an ability or something related to football and I want you to rank what you believe you are at that out of five. Sound good? Cool. Alright. So first things first, your pass rushing ability. Say about a four. I'm working
1: on it to get to a five, but I'm a pretty good pass rusher
0: virtually. Um cool. your tackling ability.
1: A four as well. Um, you know, tackling is a fundamental that, to me, it's uh, something that I, I, I've
0: always done well. Your football IQ. That's
1: definitely my strong suit. This is a
0: five. Your dedication. Five. Your um, leadership ability. Five. Your range in order to get tackles, so sideline to sideline ability, I guess, if need be. Uh, speed?
1: Four. Four and a
0: half. Um, overall athleticism? Four. And strength? Five. So, is there anything else of those traits that maybe that I didn't mention that you believe will truly set you apart from not even just this, like, draft class this year, but in the long term, in mini camps and on an NFL roster,
1: uh, for sure. I mean, you know, combination of strength, speed, and and, and mental fortitude is always welcome. Um, I believe in the NFL, you have some of the most powerful guys in the world competing against one another, and the luxury of all of that is everybody's pretty much the same, you know. But what's going to separate you and make you different is your will to compete. And the mental capacity to understand what's going on out there on the field and be able to communicate that from a leadership standpoint, and so for me, like I said, those are the those are the common things that you know you hear over and over again that take time to develop. But I I feel as though I'm ahead of my time when it comes to that.
0: Now, as um, looking, I guess as a football player, was there any player or maybe even an athlete from a different sport that you looked up to and wanted to model your skill set for football, but your mentality as an athlete in general after?
1: For sure. Um, man, Ray Lewis is definitely one of those old school guys that, you know, no matter what, I feel like he'd almost play the game for free. And growing up, um, you know, watching him and seeing how he dissected the game and the will to compete and You know, just his physicality um, was always a pleasure to see and to watch. So, you know, I definitely take heed to the things that um, I learned
0: through uh, a lot of what he he had to offer to the game. And maybe in another sport, is there a guy you kind of look up to mentality wise?
1: That's a no-brainer. I mean, sad to say, rest his soul, uh, Kobe Mm -hmm. Bryant. God's a finisher, man, and uh, he's relentless about life. And uh, he definitely lived it with a passion. And uh, I've taken a lot away from his mentality towards, you know, not being outworked and, you know, not settling for, you know, good or, you know, just okay. But you, you got to be elite at everything that you do, and, and great. And that comes with a work ethic that's unmatched.
0: Now, looking at where you could land in the draft, or maybe just even from a fan perspective, is there a ideal team? Maybe whether it be geographically, scheme wise, coaching, anything. Is there an ideal team that you know? Obviously, you'd love to play in the NFL, but is there a team that would be like, oh my God, that's the dream to play for? Yeah,
1: honestly, at this point, it's business and. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to business, I just wanna be in a win win situation as far as being somewhere where the right opportunity is presented as far as my development and um next, you know, I, I wanna I wanna be in a, a situation where I fit the scheme, uh, preferably a, a three four is what I've always wanted to kind of play in, but I didn't in college and uh you know, I, I would love to, to be compensated well for productive play on the field at some point. So, if a team, you know, offers those components and allows me to work towards those things, then uh, I'm 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 there for all all 32 teams that, or all one of 32 that have to offer, you know, that to me. So that'd be great.
0: How do you feel that? And you did touch on this a little bit already. Your story, everything you've been through, all the adversity you've overcome, and all the experience you have as well with playing at two absolutely phenomenal programs under two phenomenal coaches, with all of that, how do you feel that makes you the ideal draft prospect? Uh, I don't
1: think you can buy a guy like me, you know, and like I said, the intangibles that I possess, you know, there's definitely going to impact someone's locker room immediately, and you know that's that's definitely something that I I walk around with and I wear with pride is my story and my glory through my story and you know for me I uh, I just try to try to inspire those that I come in contact with.
0: And who is Richard Jurgen off the field?
1: Um, you know, I'm a man of character who operates in his faith and. You know that, that has to do with everything that I, I involve myself.
0: final question for you and it's something i ask everybody who comes on this show and it is kind of in relation to actually what you just said but when it's all said and done and your football career your post football career your life is done what do you want your legacy to be on this earth and it's a big question so take as much time as you feel you need
1: chance to live out their dream because they're afraid of failure and um, you know whether I make it or you know whatever what have you I took a shot at my dream and I know that I did all that I could while I could so you know people are going to respect me and I'm going to love myself and respect myself in the long run because I didn't um, I I didn't sell myself short so as long as I can live with myself and Others understand that, you know, I was a fighter, and that, uh, you know, my story goes way beyond the gridiron.
0: I can live with that. Richard, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to come on. It was an absolute honor to talk to you, hear your story, and kind of pick your brain a lot about what you've been through, what you're going to go through. And I wish you nothing but the best of luck and. In- your lead up to the next level and the next level, I do not doubt you're going to have a lot of success. You're not only talented on the field, but off the field, it's very apparent you have a lot of dedication. So I'm very excited to see what you do next. And with that said, I do want to um, give you an opportunity to plug your social medias, whatever else you'd like to say just before we close out this episode. God bless to all the followers
1: and all the listeners. and You know, I hope that uh, you're inspired to chase after your dreams and, and not sell yourself short. Um because great things happen when you walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, my Instagram handle is R Y ry, three R Y
0: Roman numerals
1: I I I um three and then the number two. And uh you know, I, I'm I'm on I'm on Instagram and uh, somewhat on Twitter. Uh, at R Jurgen the third or R Jurgen number three, so just follow me and, uh, and and hope that you guys enjoy listening to me today.
0: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That was Richard Juergen. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Ambitious. My thanks to guest Richard Jurgen. It was a great conversation, and I'm very excited to see what he does next. And reminder, you can listen to Ambitious with Dylan Price wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram at Ambitious Podcast and on Twitter at Ambitious with DP. And we have merch. Uh, That's a thing that has been going on now since my birthday. We are nearly sold out of our first order. Uh, We still have some t-shirts left for $18 and some hoodies for $27. Uh, Reach out to me on Ambitious Podcast on Instagram if you are interested. And... In the following weeks, we have an absolutely incredible lineup of NFL draft content and football content coming up. We have some interviews with really good prospects and incredible stories that I'm so excited to air and excited to sit down with some of these guys and pick their brains. So get ready, ambitious listeners, because the next months or so are going to be filled with ambitious content. Have an amazing week and stay tuned next week for another episode. Thanks.